boy D. And I got my crew with me tonight, man. I got, man, the normal corporate with me, man. But I'm bringing somebody in special tonight, man. I've been teasing y'all, man, on the last show that I had a surprise for y'all this week. And let me go on and bring my player partners up in here, man. There they go, man. There go my boy E. Gray. And we got our boy, the family, Mr. Larry. Frank Jr. is in the building, man. Y'all go ahead and say what up, man. What's up, boy? I told you, man. I got, I got him. If I'm debuting, I got to represent. I got to come out with it, man. Hey, hey. Glad to be part of it, man. Loving, loving, loving. How y'all doing tonight? Man, I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. You know what I mean? It's the weekend. Two hurricanes got drafted last night. So I'm feeling real good. Feeling real good. No complaints on my end, man. It's Friday, the end of the week, man. Everybody, man, made it through the week. I hope everybody had a great week, man. We're going to get into some Canes football tonight, but I got to give a shout-out, man, to my super producer, Mr. E. Gray. What's going on, big dog? How you doing, brother? DJ Production in the King Judge, what to do, man? And shout-out, man, to Melvin Bradley, man. Melvin Bradley, man. Hey, check it out, man. King Water is what it is, man. Hydrate up, y'all. Keen water, man. Keen, keen water, man. This is what's up, man. This is what I'm drinking, man. Keen H2O, man. I say check out Melvin Brad, man. This is what it is. This is the new wave, man. Check it out, man. Check it out. So let's get into need, it, man. Let's get into it, guys. I need a couple Yeah, oh, most definitely, man. I'm going to shoot you the, uh, the website, man. I'll shoot you the website, man. Let's get into it tonight, man. Spring game, fellas. Spring game, man. I want to know what you thought, man. I'll start with you, man, the guest. Mr. Larry Frank tonight, man. I'm going to let you go first. What are your takes on the spring game? What did you see? Well, the well, most, the obvious, most thing obvious thing I'm going to say for last. Obviously, play, play of the quarterback. quarterback. We're see it was off the chain. You're going to say that for last. The first, the thing, first that thing that stuck out to me was, was and that's what, and I, was that's what I was looking for, was the offensive, was the offensive line. line. I wanted to I wanted see, to see the if the offensive line was going to play, you know, see, you know, see if there was any progress coming out of the spring, which I saw, you know, and, and you saw the you benefits, saw the benefits of, actually of actually having spring practice, practice kind of real kind itself in the game itself. And that gets me excited because it lets me know that moving forward when we get into the summer, we get into fall practice, that more work. Work, work is going to go in, in and that's going to make, make, make them better, better going, into, going the into the season. Second, secondly, Avante Williams. Williams. He basically, he basically showed, showed what we what knew he was going to do, do last year prior, prior, to, his prior to his medical situation. Um, um, he was all, he was all field, over the field. He's in a position to make plays. Speed. speed. Looks like, looks like he had missed a whatsoever. The most, the most glaring thing I saw outside of Garcia. Was, was Ram Rambo the consistency, the consistency that, I that I saw in Rambo, Rambo? I don't even I don't even think he dropped. He didn't drop. He didn't drop. Unlike, unlike, unlike some other some other people, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna not, try to not to reference right now. <laughs> 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 real, talk, real talk, he didn't he didn't drop. What I saw in Rambo. You said you said that. Not me. Not me. You said that. But but nah, he was real consistent and also X Strepo. He made some plays. He made some stuff happen. And Keyshawn Smith, he caught two touchdowns. So 
those were those the were the things that I saw outside of Garcia that I was very impressed with. Obviously, obviously Garcia, man, man, he looked like, he looked like third, third year starter. He just, like he ran, just ran. He got what he got with the with the, with the, with the he offense. He just ran it like like a natural. It was it was just beautiful. Just just see the poetry in motion with it. So a lot of a lot of upside to that. You know, moving forward. So that's what I was impressed with. You know, one you know, thing one thing I saw, I saw that, that with when Brett Lashley, Lashley he made the decision and switched TVD and Garcia and put and put you know Garcia with the one offense and put TVD with two offense. Man, you saw immediately Garcia, like we said, we you talked about it, Larry. Garcia looked like a poised veteran. His pocket presence was different. Different. You know, TVD, he looked like a freshman. He really, he really did. Garcia looked like I've been here before. This is what I do. Let's go get it. Let's move up down the field. I mean, I mean, I was very impressed. You know, to the like to I don't know to the likings of my co-host, Mister Devin. Devin told me that I'm reaching and that you know I'm overreacting and told me to pump my brakes and slow down. Keep in mind, he hadn't even seen it because he was trying to watch from his phone because he was a little too busy. That he had a lot going on. Now I'm maybe I was a little too excited. But then when he saw it, he got a little excited. He wanted to admit it right now, but he was. Excited. But I mean, I mean Garcia, Garcia, if, that, if you're telling me that, that he's shown this kind of progression, and he's showing this kind of pocket presence, it's early, early then sky's sky the, sky the limit for him. Now, now I had some other Miami, Miami fans shoot me down and say, well, Kings I got. And of course, you know Larry and D. I've always been a big proponent of King. King is our guy. Don't mistake no mistake about it. But the fact that I have a young, we have a young quarterback like Garcia showing that, showing that kind of progression is a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, you know. I, I hope, hope that King comes back healthy, back healthy. and I want and I want it to be it skies the limit for him, and him to progress, to progress and take us to the promised land. land. But the fact, but the that, fact we that we got a young guy behind him like that doing what he did, yeah, well, it's beautiful because no matter what happens, you know that at the end of this season, it's either going to be King completing the season by getting through it and getting out of here. And, and but hopefully, but hopefully it's, not it's not the second scenario of another injury. injury. So no matter, so no matter what happens, this is it for King. King. And, the and the beauty is you have to feel good in the fact, in the that, fact that you got you actually you actually got quarterbacks now. Whereas, Whereas you got you got good quarterbacks, good quarterbacks that, have that have the possibility of good coaching to become great quarterbacks or elite quarterbacks. In recent, in recent years, years, you haven't you had haven't had, that. You had you had mediocre quarterbacks. You had Nicole Perry, Perry who was a good quarterback, but he was in a mediocre quarterback situation, situation with the way they handled him with the coaching. So, so really you really haven't had, had a good quarterback since Brad Kaya, you know. And before Brad Kaya, been even longer than that. So, the future of the quarterback position is definitely solid with TBD, with Garcia. I still think Matosha, he you know worked with him. He he could be decent as well. You got your Curry Brown coming in. He'll get a degree. He'll get a degree. Hold on, fellas. Oh, yeah. Not, oh, not oh, to cut yeah. you guys off. <clears throat> not to cut you guys off, man. Uh, we having some uh, audio issues. I'm seeing people in the chat saying that we're uh, echoing. So, you talk family, I apologize. We're trying something different tonight. So, um, right now, I got my producer trying to see what's going on. So, just bear with us here for a little while. I apologize. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. Go ahead, e Y'all keep talking because I got him trying to adjust everything that's okay. going on. Sorry, you no talk family. Yeah, no problem. But, oh, you know, little buddy, he'll get his degree. You know, he looked like a third-string quarterback. 
you know. Um, but, you know, he did his job, and that's what it is. We're not expecting him to be the number one guy. But, you know, overall, I was impressed with the quarterback play of Garcia, and I wasn't discouraged by um, TBD. It's just that I didn't like – he felt like he had happy feet. He rushed them. He rushed a lot of throws. Um, people I, I saw where a lot of people were talking about the run game didn't look great. But you got to understand, man, the defense that they running up against, they ain't, you know, second fiddle to nothing either. You know what I mean? Like, we trying to fix that too. And that's one of the things that Manny Diaz addressed in the offseason was saying that, you know, I believe that we have shored up our run defense. And so hopefully that is the case. You know, a lot of people's pointing to the fact that what well, the offensive line is not opening holes. I don't know. You can't. T- and that's the thing I always say about spring games. You can't read a whole lot into that. It is a glorified scrimmage. It is a glorified practice. And it goes back to a couple. Thank of you. That's all I was saying, Mr. Larry Frank Jr. I-, I heard him talking junk about me earlier. But uh, that's all I was saying, Mr. Larry Frank. It was a scrimmage. You know, let's just pump our brakes just a little bit, Mr. Cat Eye. You know, Mr. Cat Eye had done told me that um, Garcia going to give me a championship <laughs> in two years. That's what he told me. That's what he told me, Larry Frank. <laughs> listen, I did. Listen, and I stand listen. by it. And I believe I, it. He's going to give us a championship. But what I'm just saying, I'm just saying is, is that, that uh, you know, pump your brakes on when you, you'll see certain things. And I get it, deep. But I just like what I saw from a mechanic standpoint with with Garcia, his pocket presence, right? It's just leadership and everything. It's just like he took control of it. This is my team. This is my offense. This is what we're doing. Now with the running backs, the running backs will be fine, and I'm happy to see that. Like Manny Diaz is saying, we maybe have shored up some things with the run defense. This man third. But going back like a couple of weeks ago, I threw out there. I said, man, in college football. They don't get preseason. They don't get none of that. I said they, they should have, like, what the NFL do when they have scrimmages in, in, in the uh, offseason right before, you know, during the preseason. They are practice with a team. And then, of course, they have a preseason game against the same team. But I feel like college should do that. Hell, you can do it locally to cut back on costs with the schools. You can do it locally with the schools right there in your backyard. It might be a, 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 a two-way school. Or whatever, but what's wrong with click lacking pads against each other, you know, for a little scrimmage or something like that to get a different look? You know? Ain't nothing wrong with that. But but NCAA, they you know, they do what they want to do. They just yeah, gave yeah. Emmert another high damn school. contract, which I disagree with because he ain't been running it right. Even in high school, when you have those types of scrimmages, you you have a spring game, you might have an intra squad spring game, but before the season or before the school year is over you actually have a scrimmage against another team where exactly. you can go full, not, not not full speed, but you can actually not hold back as much because you, listen, I forgot the safety. If somebody in the chat or whatever, remind me if y'all remember the safety. Who was the safety that knocked out, was it Pope? Was it, uh, it was one of the receivers. I mean, he laid the wood and he knocked the receiver. They took him out the game. Or was it, was it, I can't remember who the safety was. Cameron is a Cameron. Um, it wasn't Kitchens. Was it Kitchens? What's Cameron's name? What's Cameron's last name? Cam Kitchens. It's Cam Kitchens. Cam Kitchens. Okay. He was, and, and, and like yeah, I said, Cam you know, Kitchens, yeah. Okay. Listen, 
I feel good about his intensity, but I don't feel good about the time that he's having the intensity. Like, dude, like, hey, save it for the fall. Save it for Alabama. Save it for the opposition. But, you know, it's hard. It's hard to tell. You know, it's hard to let up sometimes, man. When you're on that field, it is what it is. Right, right. That's one thing. You know, that's what's so different about the sport of football. It's hard to tell somebody to let up off the gas. You know what I mean? You don't want to. You know already, you know already, like, even say you a defensive end and you whooping your man getting to the quarterback. You can't. And that's another thing. Going back, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I thought of that because during the spring game, when we talk about pocket presence of the quarterback, Garcia, pocket presence, good, get rid of the ball, didn't hold it too long. TVD held on to the ball too long, and he got away with not getting sacked because you can't sack him, and the refs didn't blow the whistle because when you get to a certain point, it's supposed to blow the whistle, and a couple times the defensive ends of the defensive players got close to him, they had to let up, and they still let him throw the ball. It didn't make, you know, it, it just showed me that he's not quite there yet. Yeah, I think, I think you got to go to, you know, go to the grooming of Garcia. Garcia was, he, he he's just had that it factor. He's, he's been, you know, more of a dynamic quarterback from his childhood days in comparison to TBD. TBD is a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think he will be. Look like he's more prepared and to get into the college game quicker. He looks more like a natural so yeah. you saw that with the release with TBD because Garcia, he did his five-step drop, seven-step drop, whatever, got the ball out, you know. He knew, like, and it looks like he grasped onto the offense a little bit better because he ran it better. He ran it more smoother, more, more. The, the flow was just so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely saw that. And, you know, another thing, too, we were talking about the wide receivers. Of course, we saw what eight and six did. They did what they normally do. But we yeah. saw the other wide receivers step up. I like what I saw with Rambo. I like what I saw with Keyshawn Smith. I like what I see. And and I saw something about a week or so ago where Manny was addressing the fact that, you know, whoever steps up is going to play. It ain't about seniority around here, and that's with any position. But it's like whoever steps up is going to play. And mainly, instantly, you think of the wide receiver position. You continue to drop, plan- drop passes, you got to be on the sideline. You can't get on the field because, you know, it, it's just if you work too hard, man. You know, in the game of football, the sport of football, the line block, quarterback get a clean pocket, the wide receiver open, and you hit him in the hands and he dropped the ball. Nothing pisses me off more in football than a wide receiver dropping the pass and a running back fumbling the damn ball. That pisses me off the most. That, that. I gotta agree with you that, and on defense, just just when you have just clear tackles and you just miss the tackles, and they just you wrap them up and and they get out of that tackle. That's another element that just that's all fundamental. And, yep. and at the end of the day, why practice if you can do it in practice? Why not do it game day? What's the difference? I mean, it's just another team. You know, you're going against instead of your teammates. You know, so definitely that's some stuff they got to clean up. But if Manny sticks to what he said and what he's alluded to. That yes, we're gonna go with who gives us a chance to win, and we're not gonna do like we did before with the upperclassmen loyalty or whatever. We're gonna be in good shape because at the end of the day, you saw you saw Keyshawn Smith. I have been a fan of his since he had that one foot out of bounds. You know that could have been a touchdown. I said the, the same thing. I said the same thing. Order some sense, man, and, and and he showed you more. So he's only gonna get better. He's hungry. Restrepo 
to me, and I think I told you this when me and you talked, you know, during the game. Restrepo to me, that's he could be the next burial. Yeah, I mean, put, absolutely. That's Braxton 2.0, but a little bit faster. You know, so hey, you 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 got you got some talent there. You got some some real good things right there to go for. You just gotta make the right decisions and put the right people in the right position. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, another thing that notice, you know, with the shifting of certain players on defense, like Amari Carter moving to, you know, closer to the line, getting out of that safety position. He looked good. He looked like yeah. a natural fit. And we think we shifted someone from that position back to, like, off the line, you know. I uh, can't remember who that was. You remember who that was, Larry, uh, D, uh, who we shifted to, like, the safety position? There was more so, like, a kind of a striker, a hybrid, but we shifted them back. It was kind of like a swap. I know we but moved, Keetra, I know we moved Keontra Smith to linebacker. Smith. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we did that, too. And, you know, we moved McLeod, moved McLeod to the end. But, uh, you know, just as an eyeball observation, I think that they may be a good fit for those. You know, we got to wait and see. You got to see how the summer practices go. You got to see how summer camp go. And, of course, we're getting closer closer to Alabama. So we'll see how it go. But I like the direction, you know, that, that we're moving in, man. I, I really do. I really do. And the running backs, and people got to remember, Cheney didn't play. There's a lot of players that didn't play in the spring game because of injuries, you know, and hopefully they'll be back. Hopefully they'll be back. You know, Cheney that, was that, out. That's thing. Yeah, you had a, and that's another thing, not to cut you off, but the, the beauty of this was, I don't want to say the beauty because, you know, they were hurt, but the positive that I took out of that is you got a lot of the younger guys that got significant time in the spring game. You Absolutely. know what you got for the guys that are hurt. You know what you're going to get like Mallory. When he comes back, Silvera, when he comes back, you know yeah. what you got with your experience of a classman that's coming back. So as they rotate them and put them back in practice and they're healthy going into the summer, going into the fall, it, it's, it's just a good look. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's just a lot of positivity that's there. Mm-hmm. All right, so what are you guys' yeah. thoughts on um, we got a transfer, man, with Ja'Kai Clark, man. What do you guys think about that? Ja'Kai Clark puts his name in the transfer reporter. What do you think about that? I mean, that's the nature of the business now. I mean, college free agency. You you gotta you gotta go where you feel you're gonna be able to flourish. You know, it's gonna work for you. And in some cases it's gonna work against you. I mean, best of luck, you know, hopefully everything works out for him, you know, but you just gotta accept what that what that brings, you know, so Right. I'm like this. You remember um, Players Club? You remember you remember Diamond, Diamond Boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, Diamond, I'm gone. And the little boy <laughs> said, I land. Let me buy. If you don't want to be a cane, then get the hell on through. I land. If you don't want to be in the bye, it's cool. Oh. Hey, good riddance. We wish you well. If you don't want to be here, if competition is too much and you feel like you're getting shaded, Ooh, bye. Goodbye. I agree. I agree. You got to go where you're going to be happy because if you stay, you're not going to be happy. And if you don't see the field, that could turn into an issue in the locker room. You don't want yeah. that. Go where go who's going to make you happy. Yep. Yep. So, you know, that's, that's how I feel about that. And with anybody that wants to leave and transfer, just like when Mark Walton and all of you know, you know, people like, I mean, not Walton. Who was it that went to Florida? Not Walton, I'm tripping. 
Oh, uh, Linger. Lorenzo Linger. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mark Walton. Linger. Yeah. Lingard. Yeah, Lorenzo Lingard. Bye. You want to go? Bye. Cool. We'll see how that work out. You know what I'm saying? Wish you will. You know, I don't wish ill on nobody, period. But goodbye. You know, it, this this right here, this orange and green is, is, is what it is, man. You know, when them boys sign up to come to Miami, you know, hey, it is what it is. And you know, they kind of, I don't, you know, they kind of shift over. I don't want to fully shift over, but I like what Greg, what Greg Russo, who was drafted by Buffalo last night. I like what he said when they interviewed him. He thanked, he, of course, he thanked God and everything. He thanked his family. But he also thanked Coach Diaz. He said if it wasn't for Coach Diaz and his teammates, he would not be where he is. And he thanked them and he thanked the whole program. And I thought that was big. I thought that was real big, man. You know, for a guy that sat out a whole year, you know, I'm sure he wanted to play, but his mother is, is a, you know, medical professional. And, you know, the COVID situation, and he just felt that that was the best thing for him to sit out. He still went first round. Granted, it was the end of the first round. He had a bad pro day, and he still got drafted first round. And I'm very proud of him. And I uh, wish him well. And I know he's going to always rep the U just as much as our guys when they go to the league, they throw that U up. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I love the fact that they, come back. they come back. It's like they, if they, you look yep. at other programs that yep. the guys get drafted and they leave, every now and then you might see you know a couple of the big names here and there. But what other program do you look at every year, every game, every year there's a game in Miami where you're going to see – the collection of alumni. Mm-hmm. It's something about that program, something about that youth. They love it, and they hey, they might move on and make millions of dollars. Even The Rock. I watch wrestling. Even The Rock, when he was still yep. in the WWE, he was repping the youth. So it's just Hey, he gave it. money. He gave money to the school, man. So, you know, it's 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 a beautiful thing, man. And, um, you know, even, you know, look how many Hall of Famers we got, man. They still come back and, and show love. So it's, it's just always a beautiful thing see you know just that love that that we have and shout out to Jalen Phillips for getting drafted first round you know um at, at a decent pick too uh he get to stay home he with the Dolphins I know a lot of Dolphins fans shout out to Dolphin it was a Dolphin Derek that went up to the draft I saw him post on Facebook Michael Irving took his flag on stage and I yeah. thought that was pretty dope thought yeah. that was dope that's what's up yeah that was pretty dope I saw that and uh, shout out to Dolphin Derek out there, man. And, uh, and you know, shout out to the, to the Dolphin fans, even though I don't give a shit about the Dolphins. But you know, you got a cane, man. Congrats. Yeah. Judge Juno. We family on Saturday. I can give a damn. I thought Jakai Clark was still on the team. He was just in a car accident. Well, I seen that he was in the transfer uh, portal. But man, I hope that he's okay. If he was in a Car accident. No, I didn't hear anything about that. Danielle Carroll, what it do? Fins up, fins down, man. I don't mess with Miami Dolphins, man. If you want to call into the show, man, I'm going to put the phone number up on the screen, man. 404-462-0477. That's 404-462-0477. If you would like to call in, man. Tonight, man, I got Larry Frank Jr. in the building, man. I got E. Gray in the building, man. We talking Kane's football like we normally do. So, you guys, man, the draft. Let's talk about the draft a little bit more, man. Were you guys satisfied 
with who your team drafted, man. Larry Frank, I know you a Pittsburgh Steelers. E. Greg, I know you a Atlanta Falcon. I mean, are you guys happy? I know I'm, I'm not happy with my draft pick. Are you guys happy with what you got in the first round? Well, you know, like, I felt indifferent at first. You know how I feel about the Florida Gators, but at the end of the day, Kyle Pitts is a damn unicorn, so how can I be mad at that? You know, we damn sure didn't need to draft a quarterback at number four, so we took Kyle Pitts, and he's a damn unicorn. He is what he is. You had to take the best talent, and he was the best talent available at number four, so we had to take him. Now, add him to Julio and, and Calvin Ridley, and we got Mike Davis from Carolina, and I hope we draft a running back tonight. We just drafted a safety out of uh, UCL because we better draft some defense. But my thing is, offensively, we're going to score points. Hell, we're going to put up 30-plus a game. It's just that I got to close my eyes and pray that the other team, that we don't give up 35. You know what I mean? Hmm. So it's just, it's just, it is what it is with my Falcons, man. I mean, I think that Dan Pease, our new defense coordinator, is bringing a whole different flavor to the defense this year, you know, with the whole coaching regime and everything, and I hope that we'd be better. But I know the offense is going to click, and the offense is going to do what it do. But, you know, I just hope that we get better on the defensive side at some point with the draft and pick up whatever. But I was satisfied with Kyle Pitts. I'm okay with that. And I know Larry Frank, I ain't trying to answer for him because I saw him on Facebook last night. He was prompt when his boys picked Najee Harris, and I knew they was going to take him. I knew it. They to him. When, when it fell to Pittsburgh, I said they got rid of Connor because Connor wasn't worth a shit anyway. He always stayed hurt. I said, watch they take Najee Harris. As soon as I said it, there you go. That was a good thing. It had to be done. It had to be done. And like I said, as far as James Conner, listen, he had cancer, leukemia or whatever. It was a great story. He was a hometown kid, played at Pitt, uh, got drafted, you know, and, and beat cancer. Got, hey, beautiful. But he wasn't durable. And he fumbled a lot. So yeah. at the end of the day, hey, it's still a business. We're still trying to win. Good luck in his endeavor. I think he signed with the Cardinals, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, absolutely, he did. But, you know, yeah. Booger McFarlane, I'm listening to the draft last night. Booger McFarlane was like, that was a bad pick because y'all didn't address the line. Y'all addressed the running back without addressing the offensive line. And he was claiming that that was y'all issues with being running the ball. And I said, well, you can look at it both ways, but you can have a line and, you know, you can say, well, we got a good offensive line, a mediocre running back can run through the moles. Baby, but you know, Najee Harris reminds me a little bit of a smaller version of Derrick Henry. And if you need a running back, you just can't pass on Najee Harris if he falls in your lap like that. He's you know, he can be a battering ram because he'll run through you, he can leap over you, he and he don't fumble. <laughs> he don't fumble. I mean, he I think he was rated the best running back in the draft. Yeah, so, he was. And Travis Etienne, he went to Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. So when you get the best running back in the draft and he falls in your lap at 24, <laughs> you're good. Now, yeah, we, we do have offensive line issues because Pouncey retired. So that I'm kind of worried about because that quarterback center exchange, Ben is, I mean, that's been cohesiveness for the last 12, 13 years. So <clears> we got to get another center. But offensive linemen are pretty much interchangeable. So I, I think you can find one and, and we'll be okay with that because you still got the core of the line. What we really need is we lost Bud Dupree. We need another linebacker. Bush is coming back off the torn ACL. We need another linebacker to replace Dupree. So we'll see. And getting another wide receiver wouldn't hurt. I like Claypool. I still like Juju, but I still think we need a third receiver. I think we're going to address those needs. We're going to be all right. 
I'm gonna go ahead and answer for D. De- uh, Devin, I'm gonna go ahead and answer for you. Please do. Please you know, like do. You last night, your boy Gruden will find a way to F it up. So, you know what? He doesn't draft anyone, nothing but Clemson players, Ohio State players, and Alabama players because evidently they don't scout. They just watch because the, the Raiders hadn't been in the playoffs in so long. So, when it comes to like college playoff football, they just sit and watch the TV. And they see who's in the college playoffs, and they say, "Well, we just grab one." That's what he do. That's what he do. But, but it's true. It's true, bro. I have nothing to say, bro. You know how we we had a long talk about this man earlier, bro. Man, like it's terrible, man. I see that we just drafted a safety, man. We did need a safety, man. But at the end of the day, like I said, we had Jalen Phillips sitting right there in our lap at seventeen, and we let the Miami Dolphins get him at eighteen. We haven't had a pass rusher since we stupidly traded Khalil Mike to the to the Chicago Bears, man. So again, man, John Gruden, Mike Mayock, they was gonna find a way to mess it up, and they did, man. They did. I bro. mean, when you hire a TV analyst as your GM, you know, right. good luck. Hey, right. I want to say this, y'all. Hey, look, if you're watching live on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like button. Hit that like button. If you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and subscribe. You know, every little bit helps. You know, if you don't like what you're watching. You can hit the thumbs down button, but hit it twice. Hit it twice. Hit it twice. <laughs> and I want to say, and I want to say thank you to everybody, man, for the support. Numbers going up, man. Views going up. Subscribers going up. Thank you, guys, man. Everybody that's been down since day one, man. You know, I started at zero, man, and now look where we at, man. And and I got additions to the show, man, with two great guys, man, that are diehard Hurricane fans, man, Mr. E. Gray and Larry Frank Jr. So, man, we're going to keep on going up, man, to keep on doing our thing, man. So, definitely, man. Definitely. Thank you all for the support, man. Another question for you guys, man. So, we're talking about Miami with the spring game, man. My question to you, those two guys that we don't call the names on here, what do you guys think about all of those drops that you've seen, the continuous drops that we've seen from last year? i seen Rambo and i seen... Rescripto, everything that came their way in the first half that I was able to see anyways, they caught everything that came their way. But it was still these two guys that's still dropping the ball. Your thoughts, I need to know. QBK, what up? Just, they need to just go ahead and, and um and, and take advantage of the free education that they're getting <laughs> and get their degree. And, you know, hey, they can be on the practice squad and they can be on the sideline. They can be third, fourth string because – Ain't no way in the hell they would play for me on my damn field. You keep dropping passes, man. I don't seen enough. You can't. It's so but so long how you can say, well, maybe he'll figure out. Maybe he'll figure it out. Maybe he'll figure it out. What in the hell? We play Alabama game one. We gonna wait to figure it out then? Shit, no, hell no. no. <laughs> you get a wide open 40, 50 yard. What could be a 40, 50 yard passing game? And he drop it. What are we gonna do? You don't. You're not gonna get that consistently against the Alabama defense. So, hell no, sit your ass down. <laughs> Larry, Gray, you better than me. You better than me, Gray, because you're talking about giving them a free education. Let me tell you something. There's, there's a reason why the transfer portal exists. Hey! Use it. Use it. Listen, that one that one open pass, I saw some people trying to justify it. That one that uh, he caught the ball, but then when he went down, it popped out. Uh, that big, I think it was like a 50, 60-yard bomb. Yeah, it was. I saw people saying that, some people rather saying that if that would have been a game, he would have been down by contact. That would have been a catch with uh, with the ground or whatever. That would have been a catch. And I'm thinking to myself, you can't justify that because at the end of the day, 
you didn't get touched. The ball hit you in the numbers. You grasped it in your hands. You cradled it, brought it into your chest. And as you went down and hit the ground, it still pops out. You can't secure the ball and just fall down and roll over and hold it. I'm, I'm concerned about that. And you know what? Yeah, people are saying, I think Pope had like six catches for 115 yards. But inconspicuous to that stat, I want to know the drops that he had. And, and, and what I'm going to start doing, if they are in the game, I'm going to start keeping tabs of the drops because I want to know how many drops compared to catches they had. Rob Likens comes on here right before the spring game, puts an article out saying, oh, they're catching 100 passes a day in practice. They're catching 100 passes a day in, pass, uh, in practice. I want to know how many they dropping because if they're catching 100, what are they dropping, 400? I mean, real talk. I mean, from the, from the season, the bowl game, to now, you should be better. And the bad part about it is these two guys know that everybody in the world knows they have an issue with holding the ball. I don't know if you saw when they talked to Derrick King in the third quarter before he took over. Okay, they talked to him, and it came out that, and I didn't know this, that Rambo is from Texas. I thought he was from Oklahoma. I knew he played there, but I thought he was from Oklahoma. Derrick King said that he had a rivalry with him when they were in high school. And he asked him to come over. So I'm thinking to myself, did De'Aaron King just ask him to come over because it's a good situation? Or did he just ask him to go, like, hey, 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 Rambo, I need help. Did he, did you, yeah. know you, you know what it is. He say, shit, you need a better situation. I need somebody to throw to because these some bitches can't catch. <laughs> and look, my whole thing is that when you playing at high-level football, high-level college football, playing for the U, we used to be wide receiver you. Yeah. All right? If you are hungry wide receiver trying to make it to the next level, you don't drop past. Matter of fact, it goes back to what we talked about a long time ago on the show. We was talking about the competitiveness of the uh, you know next man up or somebody trying to take your spot. We talked about, I remember when, um, uh, who was that? Was it Andre Johnson? It was somebody that's saying they was hurt. Reggie Wayne. Reggie, Reggie Wayne, Wayne yeah. Reggie Wayne said, hell no, I ain't coming out the game. Andre Johnson just sitting there waiting. <laughs> He said, I, he said he walked, he had to limp it off and had to run with it. He said, if I come off the field, I, I might not see it again, chance. right? <laughs> I might not see it again. So my point is, when does it become acceptable to drop passes over and over and over again? What's the name actually this? Not, not, not to cut you off, E-Gray, but like, but like Larry Frank was saying, so do I head coach now? He's saying that it's not going to be like, you know, seniority no more. Do you guys think I'm asking both of y'all? Do you think that he's going to be willing to put these guys that we watched, like Rambo, Rescripto, would he give them a chance to just get in there and play? Or are we going to still play the, the homer card? What are no, we going to do? I think, I think he is from what I'm seeing because it's pressure right now. It's pressure. It's pressure to win right now, and we can't have mediocrity, medi- mediocrity on the field. He knows that, and Red Lastly knows that. And one thing, one observation I'm going to tell you from what I saw during the spring game, Red Lastly is like, you know, last year was more so first year, this and that third, getting this deep wet, implementing this system. I'm the new guy, this and that third. I saw Red Lashley digging in some ass. I did. If you look close on the sideline, Red Lashley was fired up. He was, you know, Red Lashley was like, look, we got to do this right, and we got to do this right now. Because, of course, you know, eventually he wants to be a head coach. 
every coach does for the most part. Right. But in order to get that way, he has to win where he's at. And he wants to get where he's want, want where he wants to go. So I absolutely we got too much other talent sitting there. I mean, think about it, man. You young, how you gonna recruit? How we gonna recruit a top wide receiver if we letting cats drop balls and we like, well, because of seniority, if you probably have a number one wide receiver in the nation as a freshman, they can start immediately. He like, I ain't going there. Hell. They if I know them boys, they was better in seven on sevens. I see them during the summer. They sitting on the sideline. Right. So no, I think that Manny and Rhett Lester make the right decision. Put the best talent, best one on the field. Damn that. What you think, Larry Frank? In my opinion, for Manny, as we know, it's a contract year. Um, so wins and losses are going to mean a lot for him in his contractual situation. Also, uh, the seat for him was hot or warm, I should say, prior to last season. Cooled off a little bit. If he continues to make some of the same mistakes that he's made, it could heat up again. So I don't think he wants that smoke. Um, to what E. Gray said, which was a great point, the recruiting standpoint. If you got some top-notch receivers that want to come here and all you got to do is, is do you know play the young guys and they see that you're going to rotate and play young guys, that, that's going to make the chances of you signing them even better. But if you got... Like I said, what E. Gray said was, was straight money. I mean, if you got a number one, top two, top three receiver in the country, Miami, where he wants to go, but he's looking at, okay, let's say he takes an official visit for a game. He's looking at these two guys dropping passes, and you got other guys that's capable of catching, and you're not playing them. Why would I go there? See what I'm saying? So I think given the business side of everything this season, I think he doesn't have a choice, and everybody's been vocal. I mean, look, Manny's on Twitter. Manny reads the tweets. And, I mean, one thing about Kane Nation and Kane family, we are very vocal. Mm-hmm. So, because I know me personally, I have hashtagged myself on Manny. <laughs> and, hey, that's what we do. So, I think he's he's learned a lot on the job going into his third season. And I think that moving forward, he has to make the right decisions. Now, he's done it from a coaching standpoint. He's made adjustments. Right. This is the year that you're going to see how serious he is about this job. Most definitely. Because if he, being the play caller, calling defense, I should say, can get that defense in check, and he lets, like like I said before, let Red Lashley do Red Lashley. Let him run the offense. Yeah. I think kind of like what E. Gray said. You saw it. You saw Red Lashley a little bit more animated than what he was. If you let that happen, you got some special things brewing this year. So, yeah, I, I think it happened. Yeah, and I like the fact that, you know, even though um, King was on the sideline, you remember that, what was that, the third quarter or the fourth quarter, he let him call the plays? Right. I thought that was a big thing that a lot of people just let it go over their head because, you know, especially when you have a veteran quarterback such as Gary King, you know, he about 36. <laughs> nah, nah. nah, but what I'm saying is that you have a veteran quarterback you expecting him to be the coach on the field. You right. know, I shouldn't have to tell you every play to run. I can give you three options. You check out and do what you need to do. That's the luxury of having a veteran quarterback. Mm-hmm. Seeing with your eyes what you see. Oh, no, we got to check out of this. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling the vibe of what the defense is shading over here. This is what we're going to do. Coach might have called this, gave me these options, but Guess what? This other option might be the better one. 
And I really dig that, that he allowed King to do that. And hopefully it translates on the field where King comes back healthy. So I'm digging that. On defense, I think what you might see this year um, is that Manny is about to let about to let it flow. And what I mean by that, alluding to what Larry said about the contract year, alluding to the fact that Manny is calling the defense, that he didn't bring in another DC. He said, well, I'm calling. I got my people in place. I got an analyst, this and that. Third, this is what I do. This is how I even got an opportunity to be a head coach is because the defense is my foundation. I made a great hire in Red Lashley. This is his, only his second year as offensive coordinator. I'm going to let him do what he do. I'm still the head coach. I'll oversee it, but I have to focus on this defense. I think you're going to see a big difference this year with our defense. And I like what he was saying about that we're keying in on sewing up some of the loose ends that we had on our run defense. You know, I, I think we're going to get to the quarterback a little bit. You know, people got to remember that it was a, a jacked-up season last year for a lot of teams. You know, you didn't have a full spring. You didn't have a full summer camp. It was COVID and everything this year. We had majority of our leadership on the team last year was 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 transfers through the portal. We had a lot of young guys, hence the fact that we have now when you have young guys eventually that get older, and our offensive line, which is one of the key things in all of football, guess what? They're all back and they're all grown another year. That is going to be so big for us on the offensive side of the ball. You look at the defensive side of the ball, yeah, we lost a transfer in Rochelle. We lost a transfer and, and, and uh, Jalen Phillips that, you know, portal transfer that came in one year rental, that they're going. But we had young guys behind them. Not to mention that we got some young studs that, that got another year under their belt. I, I think sky's the limit, man. I think we're going to be fine. And even the shifting around of some guys, even in having the, the knowledge of making the adjustments and say, hey, Amari Carter, you can't play safety. You can't be way back there because of this then the third. Playing close to the ball. And they shifted another guy who I was mentioning earlier. I can't remember his name. Shipped him from closer to the ball to off the ball. And we talked about uh, McLeod. Now he's the end. He's just man. So, I mean, I, I, I like what we're seeing. I, I, You know, hopefully we get through the summer camp healthy. You know, limit these injuries because we had some injuries going into the spring game. Some key names, Mallory, Chaney, and uh, Sylvester. You know what I'm saying? Sylvester uh, Silva. You know, all of them. So, it's just we stay healthy, we'll be fine. One, one bright spot you got to look at, especially on defense, is, yeah, we lost uh, Jalen, and we lost, well, Rousseau didn't play anyway, so it's not like we had him last year. Right. We lost right. Rochelle. But whereas you lost Jalen, you gained DeAndre Johnson. And you got to remember, historically, these defensive line transfers have come in and have paid dividends. So hey. DeAndre Johnson coming in, I, like I said, I haven't seen him play a snap because I never watched Tennessee football. But being that he's coming in as a transfer and the added factor that Jess Simpson is his coach, I'm yes. expecting big dividends. And another thing to add to that is the fact that I like what Manny said even before the spring game. He said the difference between last year and this year, he said we got depth at defensive line. He said we got depth. He said last year we didn't have depth. He said Roche and Roche and Phillips had to play so many snaps. You yes. know, it's just like you can't be fresh. He said now we have depth where you don't have to play guys so many snaps a game, you know, when they're getting tired by the third, fourth quarter. Now we can rotate guys and keep them fresh. That's a big deal. Even in the NFL, that is a big deal. 
especially in college football because you got more players on the roster. But it's a big deal, you know, in and out on, you know, whatever. But I think that's going to pay dividends, like you say, for us coming up soon. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to look at it like this real quick. You got a combination of talent and senior leadership. You only lost one guy off the offense. Exactly. And Brevin really didn't play. Brevin was out half of the year. Good so offensively, you, you, you got better because with Rambo coming in, you know, with the and wide see, hopefully, and, and see, hopefully, and another thing Manny said too, Larry, was that he's hoping that Rambo is that guy that can take the top off the people. Because that's what we lacked last year on offense in the wide receiver position. We didn't have, for the good style of offense that Red Lashley is trying to implement, we didn't have a wide receiver to to make a threat on the to the defense that with the opposing defense to say, oh, this guy can beat us down the field. Our best deep threat was our damn tight end. And that's well, not good. Here's the thing. Believe it or not, eight and six can get separation. They just can't catch. Yeah, man. Look, hey, leave them wide open 60 yards. Shit, they'll drop it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, that's not a threat. They just but you, you're if not going to. I was a corner, and I'm going to tell you just like this. If I'm a cornerback going up against eight or six, I'm on the line, man to man. You know what I'm telling them before the snap? Bitch, I know you're going to drop it. I'm in the head. I ain't worrying about you separating. I know you're going to drop it. Man, we the fans, and we know he's going to drop it. So you know. <laughs> I call him butter. Hey, I walk up to eight, I say butter. Walk up to six, butter fingers. Butter, butter. Butter and butter, the Butter Brothers. The Butter Brothers, man. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. But now you bring in, you let these other guys that can actually be threats and catch the ball. Now you're working with something. That opens up the run game. The run game opens up the passing game. What Red Lashley trying to do, he really trying to be a run, a run, run guy. A run, run guy to establish the pass. But when people know you don't have nothing they can take the top off, they say, well, shit, beat us with the pass. We ain't worried about the run. Beat us with the pass. But when, with the type of offense that Red Lashley wants to run, you got to have a balance. got to have a balance, man. And the best threat that we have to get off the bus, and you see, like, damn, we got to cover him. That was Brevin Jordan. But like you say, he missed a lot of time because he was hurt. We got to have these other guys step over. They said, oh, Lord, Rambo. Oh, Lord, Keyshawn Smith or whoever. We got to be looking out for them. Right. We got to worry about them. That yeah. opens up the lanes in the running game, baby. And it runs up the RPO. Oh, I hate I even said that term. I hate when these NFL people and these analysts, they use it RPO. That's probably what it is. Run pass option, goddammit. We're using the acronym RPO. They try to, and it, you know what? Side note, I'm sick of these TV talking heads that just try to make football more complicated. But what it actually is. They enjoy the game. Right. You know, they try to use big terms and stuff like that. It's very, very simple. It's not complicated. Football. And they talk about RPO. Well, you know, the RPO does the run pass option, ladies and gentlemen. But a quarterback has the option. He's to hand the ball off, keep it, run it, and throw it. That's it. It's very simple. Very simple. So that was a side note. Sorry, go on a tangent, but it just pissed me off. It makes me upset. No problem. No problem. No problem, man. So before we forget, man, let's actually congratulate in Coast Superior for finding a new home, man, with FAU, man. We want to say thank you for everything you you done while you've been at the U, man. I mean, wish you luck, man. What do you guys feel about that, man, and Kosey going to FAU? 
I was close because I thought he was going to go to FIU. I figured he was going to stay in state. But, hey, you do what you got to do. Now, like I said, I was joking and clowning, but I'm going to be honest. I think the first thing he needs to do, he needs to apologize to Willie Taggart when he gets there for what he did to him when Willie was at Florida State because (laughs) that has to be an awkward situation to have your transfer quarterback come in and you know what he did to you, you know, as a freshman when he came in when when Malik was – was, was just not doing it. Remember, 20, I think it was, what, 27-7? to seven? Mm-hmm. Uh, And then Nikosi comes in and led the comeback mm-hmm. against Florida State. So um, I like that situation for him. I think he has two years of eligibility left because I he think does. he got one more in the COVID uh, season. So he's got two years to, to try to play himself into a possible draft position. Um, but I, I, I think it was the right decision. And, I mean, listen – he he could have he could have tried to stick it to us, you know. He could have went to one of the rival schools in the ACC because you got quite a few of them that can use a quarterback. And Nikosi mm-hmm. in the right situation could be a threat. And Nikosi was good. Yeah, like definitely in Red Lashley's system, man. We seen him, man. Well, yeah, oh yeah. You know he he just. But I think Nikosi must have realized, like you know what, I went through this before. He went through it with Jaron Williams. You know, he 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 should have been the starter when they pulled Malik a few years ago, and he came in. And then when he got off to a slow start, they yanked him and put Malik back in. And then he's winning the job, basically, in camp the following season. But then Jaron Williams threatens to go in the transfer portal. So Manny don't want to hurt his feelings. Oh, you're going to be the starter. So then Jaron Williams doesn't do anything right, you know, over the course of the season. So you're putting the O.C. in. And then you had Tate Martell, those rumors. So, And then coming in, you know, you're thinking you're going to finally get the job. And then King comes in. And like I say, man, he made mistakes as a freshman, you know, personal mistakes, but he made up for those mistakes. He was a quality teammate because, I'm sorry, it couldn't have been me. It would not have been me. You know, if I come in there and save you in a game and now you're going to yank me for somebody that, you know, like I say, Jeff Thomas is still open against Pitt a few years ago with Malik, you know. Come on now. I mean, all you had to do was stick with him. As, imagine if they'd have stuck with him from his freshman season yep. to now. Because if he could come in on a dime like he did and lead you to victory against Florida State, yes. and if these other guys catch the ball, Keyshawn gets a toe down, he leads you to a victory in the bowl game. Imagine if you'd have worked with him and not threw him to the dog. You know what I'm saying? So big ups to him. E. Gray, real quick, tell me what you thought, man. We're going to start answering some uh, some questions over on the uh, in the chat. What you think about Nkosi? Bye, Lance. Oh my God! You know, you know, you killed me. You know, what you mean by last? I mean, I'm just saying, like, why not? Like, he wanted to leave. Goodbye. I get it. Good riddance. Good luck. Wish you well. I mean, I, I said that before. Maybe he did get a raw deal, and I get it. You feel that something's better on the other end. I'm not saying that he's wrong for leaving, but you chose to leave. Bye, Lance. Okay, Felicia, hold on. Let's 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 start answering some of these uh, questions, man. We got, um, <laughs> we got Byron McKenzie on, man. What's up, Byron, man? What's going on? We got feel in the building. Benny Barrett, what it do? First question. What's up, guys? Great show, man. Thank you, brother. What do you guys think about Bama, the Bama game? I'm so tired of hearing fans saying that we're going to lose. I talked to some Bama fans. They don't think their offense is good. Thoughts? Quick well, question. First of all, Come on, quick, quick first reply. Of all, Let's go. If you're a kid, 
if you're a Canes fan and you think we're going to lose, you ain't no goddamn Canes fan. Take your shit off, go burn it in the backyard, and go root for Bama. You know what I'm saying? It's football. It's a game. It's a sport. You always should feel that your team has a chance. And especially, and I could see if we were like Florida State, we're worth a shit. You know what I'm saying? Or like some of these other schools. But we actually have a good team. And if you consider yourself a Canes fan and you know what the program is doing and what with the progression and the, and, the, and the process of what we're going through, then we definitely have a chance. If you don't think we have a chance, take all your shit and go in the backyard and light it on fire. Larry <laughs> Frank? I'm going to put it to you like this. I agree with you, Greg. If you feel like definitely it's a loss in April, May, there's two things here. One, you either ain't a Canes fan, or two, you just downright scared of Alabama. And I'm sorry, I'm not scared of Alabama. Why be scared of Alabama? They just replaced 11 guys. They, the whole offensive line, the three receivers, quarterback, running back, you got a brand-new offensive scheme. Sarkeesian ain't there no more. You got Bill O'Brien, which I really personally don't think he's going to bring anything that in-depth. Um, you got, like, three or four other new coaches, a couple of defensive guys they lost. They're starting a whole new team. Now, I hear people talking about, well, they packed full of four- and five-star. Yes, they are. There's no doubt about it. They are packed full of four- and five-star. But at the end of the day, you got to do the measurable. We got a whole team that came back minus two starters on defense and one on offense that didn't play but half the season. So opted out. So you basically got your whole entire team back. Plus, you got some talented SEC transfers with DeAndre Johnson on the line, Stevenson is the cornerback, and then you got Rambo at the receiver position on the other side of the ball. You got some young guns that's hungry. You got better coaching. Kane fans just got PTSD. And at the end of the day, it's like this. No, I'm not going to say that it's it's definitely going to be a win for them. It definitely ain't going to be a win for us. But I like our chances because we are the more experienced team. They got to play. Now, there's one thing that you have to think about. They just had six guys drafted last night in the first round. The they didn't break our record. They tied it. Right. The 01 Canes had six guys drafted in the first round. And consequently, that year, if we don't get robbed, we can go and we win the national championship. We got to the title game. So I get it. Yes. And basically, Bama right now is what we were in 2001. Mm -hmm. That Bama team and, hey, but what happened? You know, teams got up to play us. We just was able to stick it out. So mm -hmm. how do I feel about Bama? I they got too much to replace. I'm not guaranteeing a win. Everybody's saying we're going to get blown out. We ain't getting blown out. We're either going to lose that game by a close margin or we're going to shock the world. But we are not getting blown out. I do not see a blowout. See, my whole thing is that if you if you got the mentality that if we beat Alabama, that we shocking the world, I don't, I mean, yeah, maybe the world, but I don't see why we should be a big shock. Like, we are trending in the right direction if you have been following us. If you were a fan of the Canes and watching the trend, we're trending in the right direction. Now, I don't think it would happen that we would go and get our ass whooped. But if that was to happen, then there's a big problem. Then you have to worry. Then there's a big, big problem. But I don't think that's going to happen. 
I personally think we're going to go in there and kick the ass. Not blow out, but you know what I'm saying. We're going to punch him in the mouth, get him a great game, and I think we'll come out on top is what I really mean. You know what I mean? But I, I just have a hard time. I mean, you know, I'm I'm optimistic uh, with a lot of time, with a lot of with, with my team's period, but I'm also a realist. And like what Larry said, we have a lot of a lot of experience on both sides of the ball, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They lost a lot. I mean, so you don't know football if you think that we, if you're a Canes fan, we're just going to get our ass whipped by Alabama because they're Alabama. Give a fuck about Alabama. Hell, I'm still in 1991. I remember that ass whooping. All right, let's get some more questions. Let's get some more questions. Let's get some more questions. Fila. I remember that. Fila's question is, why are corner bikes always play 10 yards bike from the wide receivers? Which I think Travars Robinson, he's already talked about that, man, that they're going to be more aggressive. But go ahead, you guys answer that. Yeah, we're going to fix that. I don't think you have to worry about that, especially with Stevenson. Um, you saw what 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 uh, the coach did. J.C. Horn went from South Carolina to Carolina Panthers. They got that was a hell of a pick for the Panthers. J.C. Horn and 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 for this comparison, you know, uh, I think me and D we talked about this too, and it makes a lot of sense. We talked about this last night, D, about the difference between Patrick Sertain, uh, Patrick Sertain and J.C. Horn. Mm-hmm. Patrick Sertain benefited a lot to the fact that he played on Alabama and they had a pass rush. They can get to the quarterback, so he didn't have to hold a wide receiver that long. Well, J.C. Horn played for the Gamecocks, and there was no pass rush. J.C. Horn had to lock in and had to up for a long, a long period of time. J.C. Horn is going to be a better fit in the NFL than he was than, than Patrick Sertain. Having said that, he had that tutelage of the coach that we have now, and I think that he is smart enough to say that we shouldn't do dumb stuff like what we did last year, playing 10 yards off the damn uh, wide receivers. And Larry Frank, no, and Devin, no, I was screaming that all during the damn season, watching the damn games. Why in the hell are we playing soft? And then we're playing up against the wrong damn teams. You know, it makes no sense. But I don't think we will see those mistakes this year. I think that was the Blake Baker thing. I mean, the Blake Baker mentality. Yeah, that was the Blake Baker. Yeah, yeah that, it was the Blake Baker thing. It was the Blake yeah. Baker mentality, Blake Baker effect. And and like I said, T. Rob is hey, we playing bump and run. We getting aggressive. We playing bump and run. What I would say is, and I really hate when I people when I see people just putting up that Miami is going to continue to do the same things that they did in the past. No, this this is a whole new approach. This 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 entire team came back. If this team didn't believe that it could do some good things. A lot of them would have rolled the dice and tried to go pro. And and that's what you saw before. A lot of guys tried to go pro and it didn't work out. The the Blake Baker thing is done. You've got a whole new approach. And I mean, I'm telling you, you're going to see this team revert back to a lot of similarities to that 2017 defense. When the turnover chain, when you make a play and this thing comes out right here, you know what I'm saying? This is what it was all about right here, the intensity for that. So I'm just, like I said, you're not going to see those blowouts no more. You're not going to see North Carolina set record. You're not going to see that. This defense from game one is going to stand toe-to-toe with whoever they play. And see inferior competition? You're going to see a lot of four or five turnover games. Get ready for it. I'm calling it right now. All right, y'all, we up hey, against you know it. We up against it. You know what, though, Larry Frank? Real quick, real quick, real quick. We up against it, real quick. All right, the harp on your point real quick, Larry Frank. 
what I said about Manny, Manny saying that we got more depth on the D-line, he compared it to 2017, the depth of line, D-line that we had back then. That's what we got now. Last question. I got one more. I'm going to get Cuban Kane question in, man. My brother Cuban Kane. Cuban Kane want to know real quick, what are you guys' thoughts on the program status? Go ahead. We're trending. We're trending in the right direction. We're going to be fine. Just like I said, man, we, everybody's pretty much coming back. You know, we have more depth at a lot of positions. I mean, you know, I think we're going to kick ass and take names, man. Regardless of the outcome of, of whether we win or lose the Alabama game, you know, it's going to be a good game. We're going to show up, you know what I'm saying, and show out. I think personally we're going to win, but that's just going to help us train even further in the right direction. Now, Frank, if you, if you ever want to really get a measuring stick on where this program is going, look at the recruiting. Look at all of the crystal balls of all of the top-notch players. Look who Miami's up against. Years ago, when we were at our worst, we wouldn't have dreamed to be competing with the Bamas and the Ohio States and the Clemsons and the big boys. We were struggling with Central Florida or TCU. Right now, you, you're competing. You got your name in the hat. Every day I go on and look, I'm seeing a marquee player. And his top five, top seven, top ten includes Miami and, and, and the big dog. That should tell you something right there. These kids are taking notes. If we can handle business, if we can show the culture is changing, if we can show that things are getting better, then yes, these kids are going to come in and ultimately our rebound is about to happen. Just endure it this long. We just got to be patient. All right. All right, fellas. Hey, man, look, great show, man. I hope all, all you guys enjoyed the show. Like I said, this is something that we're going to be doing, man, every now and then, man. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed Larry Frank, man. I wanted uh, you guys to put a face with a name, man. Uh, E-Great, man. My co-host, man. Love you, brother. Love you, Larry Frank, man. I hope Wait, you guys enjoyed the show. And we're going to continue to push on, man. I'm going to push this again, too, man. Keen Water. I seen you guys the uh, website, man. Keen Water. Shout out to Melvin Bratton, man. Melvin Bratton, man. You guys support like businesses, man, all of our Kane players, former players, man, they got businesses. You got to support them, man. King Water, H2O. So, um, look, man, we're going to come back in two weeks. Two weeks, we're going to do it again. We'll have some more topics. I appreciate all of you guys that joined the show that chimed in, and we're going to start back incorporating the phone calls, man, too. So, you guys feel free to call up, like I said, man, on the next show, man. So, E-Gray, I'm going to let you get some departing words and shout-outs, man. And then, Larry Frank, you can do your thing. Shoot, E-Gray. Hey, first of all, Cuban Kane, I saw what you said in the chat. Yeah, I know we got Kyle Pitts and he's a Gator, but he's a unicorn. I didn't like the fact that he's a Gator. But when you got the best player available, you got to take what you got. You know what I'm talking about? That's what we did, and that's what we do. ATL. Larry <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Man, look, let me tell you something. It's all love, man. Every time, you know, be a call in or right now being on the video, man. It's all love. Appreciate it. Love you guys. Love the Utah family. Like I told you, the only way to get my weekend started, the best way to get it started is right here. So, shouts out to everybody. Day one, man. Supporter, man. When I had zero people, E-Gray, Larry Frank, been there with me from day one. So, I appreciate you, E-Gray. I appreciate what you do too, brother. My dog, my brother. Thank you, E. Gray. So, like I said, right. hey, man, family, it's been real, y'all. We finna get out of here. Y'all know what it's, the show it's, is. It's, it's, it's you talk, baby.
Two more weeks, man. We'll be back, man. Everybody stay safe. Have a great week. We love you guys, man. On the count. Larry Frank, you in here now. You know how we do it, man. Y'all know how we start every show. And y'all know how we end every show. It ain't no us. Without you, baby. Without you, you baby. baby. Yes, sir. Kane Nation, man. Everybody have a good 